0: Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. As news continues to break for the reopening of Disney World, Leslie and I talk about... Reasons you should or should not consider a Disney Vacation in 2020. Final episodes of the podcast at disneydecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts, we really appreciate positive reviews. Special shout out and thank you to Courtney MKE and Dan OH for your recent reviews. If you've got something you'd like us to cover or questions, you can connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at ww on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. You can also check out our bonus content or leave a one time donation on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Disney And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation this year, feel free to contact Joe, Joseph Chung, at TravelMation.net, and I can help you book it as your travel agent at no cost to you. Thanks, and enjoy the show. (music) Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So news is continuing to break on Disney World's reopening. And we kind of are going to let some more of that news come out before we cover in full. We don't want to speculate on rumors too much. So what we're going to do this episode is just talk about our general feelings about reasons we think 2020 might be a good year to visit Disney World and the Disney parks. And some reasons why 2020 might not be a good year to do that. Before we do that, we do want to talk about some news that is official, that the Disney hotels are opening on June 22nd, or at least some of them are. And so just some information for people to know is that to get into a Disney hotel now, you're going to need either a confirmed room or a confirmed dining reservation if you're not staying on site. Uh, everyone's going to have to wear masks, which we covered last week. And, you know, kind of the big thing is staying at a Disney resort is not going to guarantee you one of those Disney ticket theme park reservations, which we still don't have more details about yet. So any thoughts in any of this news?
1: Yeah, most of it not surprising, maybe other than the fact that they're not giving priority to on property guests. And maybe that'll be the case for the foreseeable future. But Quickly, Disney's going to realize they need something <laughs> to throw a bone to somebody who's paying more to stay on site. I think that's just my my speculation. See, we're see we're already into speculation, even though we said we weren't going to do that.
0: Yes, we we'll do the f- completely baseless speculation that it's only from our minds. We just won't uh, indulge in the speculation based on rumors that uh, is coming out. I don't know. We're all we're all hypocrites here. So
1: I mean, um, all be- all bets are off with this podcast. We we were supposed to be an evergreen. <laughs> podcast and here we are covering news every week because um, nothing's evergreen anymore at Disney, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, once things do start opening back up, we're going to like be, hey, welcome back to episode one of Disney Deciphered. We're starting over. Anyway, we digress. All right. So we have three reasons to strongly consider visiting Disney in 2020 and three reasons to strongly uh, avoid Disney in 2020. So why don't you kick us off with reason one? Why should we consider a Disney trip this year?
1: All right, the big reason for me personally is the restricted capacity. I mean, that's obviously a double edged sword because that means fewer people can get in. And, uh, you know, we already know that there are going to be sort of more logistics involved in a Disney trip. So the reduced capacity may not necessarily mean shorter lines. But to me, just, I mean, one of the biggest downsides of a Disney vacation is the crowds and the fact that people will be able to sort of roam the walkways with a little more space and theoretically have shorter lines or just fewer people around and, and everything is a huge plus to me. Of course, we don't know what that reduced capacity is going to be, but some people are speculating that it could be as low... I mean, maybe it's like 20% in the beginning, and that that's insane. And I don't know about you, Joe. I don't know if you followed the openings of Universal this week, but, you know, it was looking a little crowded during the passholder preview days, but then the opening day, the capacity was quite, Quite low, and people reported having a pretty good experience in the grand scheme of things. So, we'll be interesting to see if Disney follows that same trend.
0: Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to talk about both Universal and Shanghai Disneyland. You know, at this point, we have at least two data points from two of the big theme parks in the world. And it seems like with this reduced attendance, and Shanghai Disneyland is even more, I guess, telling because. You know, it does seem like I was reading Disney Tour's blog, uh, Tom Bricker's article, and Shanghai Disneyland's wait times have been low, um, like 15 to 20 minutes. So, you know, even though the queues, like, feel longer or are, like, physically longer because they're more spaced out, it does seem like, I think we've talked in the past about how, like, um, when Disney crowds are low, they also reduce their work staff, and that kind of keeps the lines at the same pace but right now it does seem like Shanghai Disneyland is having more staff than the normal like staff or excuse me cast member to guest ratio is so the lines have been shorter and then like you said um demand has been it does seem like it's been down like Universal did not look crowded at all the way Universal did it Disney is doing their ticket reservations or whatever but the way Universal did it they're saying like we're not going to ask for reservations but once we hit capacity we might ask people to not come in as far as it's gone for this first week they have not had to turn anyone away yet so that just Says to me that there are less people in the parks, even than uh, Universal is allowing. And I think Disney probably is going to be the same, which means if you're ride junkies like uh, you and me, Leslie, you know, it's a good time to go.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that Disney will be a different beast and demand may be very different uh, more than a month from now, just depending upon how things change in the health news. So, you know, but I, I do, I don't think that people were planning trips to Orlando just for the purposes of going to uh, Universal, like unless, of course, they were a blogger. I know several people who were bloggers who took special trips for that, but not normal people. So it, it'll just be interesting to see. I mean, I, I do think there will be Disney diehards who are not bloggers who will want to be there for that opening day. It just matters that much to them in their lives.
0: Yeah, I mean, we should make the caveat that uh, opening day is probably going to be crazier than the rest of 2020. Um, And you know, we're mainly talking about 2020, which leads us to kind of our second reason to go in 2020. I think people are worried about the ticket reservation system and not being able to get a reserved entry to a park. But I think we're going to take a little bit of a contrarian stance and say that we think that Last minute trips to Disney World this year are going to be much more possible and much more realistic than they have been in the past, because I don't think that outside of the like hot times, like maybe Columbus Day or Veterans Day, Labor Day, maybe, although in general years, Labor Day isn't that crowded. You know, I don't think those ticket reservations are going to fill up. So I think you're going to be able to plan a last minute trip and hop down there if that's something that you want to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that is still very much guesswork because we don't know how the reservation system is going to work. We don't know what the capacity is, all of that. But all signs are pointing to the fact that Disney recognizes that people are not going to be planning on the same timeline. I mean, you know, of course, now you have 60 days to make dining reservations, not 180 days. And I think that's just a, a recognition of the fact that people are going to want to make all of their life's decisions you know, much more based upon what's happening in the now and not what's happening in the six months from now. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the reservations will fill up outside of those, you know, high capacity uh, holidays, things like that. But time will tell. And of course, if things go smoothly in the first couple of weeks or months, then I fully anticipate that Disney will increase the capacity and, and maybe chuck the reservation system entirely.
0: They might, but I, you know, I still, I think we've made this analogy here. I think we're going to be in a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge type situation where, you know, maybe Disney has learned from that a little bit. Like, you know, maybe the initial demand will be high, but until kind of, right, like they, people did not start seriously showing up to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) Poor Disney, by the way, multi-billion dollar conglomerate, but you know, I feel bad for them a little bit. They did not start showing up until it was, you know, a fully operational battle station, like until Rise of the Resistance was there. That's when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge really became like a go-to destination. And I do feel like with Disney World, until things reach some semblance of normalcy, it's not going to be a go-to destination. And that means demand's going to be low. And that's why I think we think you can plan last-minute trips right now, or in 2020 at least. Yeah, I agree. All right, and so then the last reason we think 2020 is the year to go is kind of going along with that. You know, this is the year where you can visit Disney World and not worry about planning, not stress about your fast passes, have minimal stress about your dining reservations. Like, if you want a carefree Disney experience, uh, which is less stress and less planning, at least less stress on the planning side. Maybe, you know, you might be stressed about the health situation, so... You know that might be stress. But in terms of actual planning for your Disney vacation, which again, ironically, is what this podcast is supposed to all be about. You know, this is the year to go because you're not going to have to worry about most, if not all, of that stuff.
1: Yeah, Disney World has become Disneyland. <laughs> it all comes back to the original park. Well, it's but even yeah, like
0: more. It's more even more extreme than Disneyland now, right? It's like Disney World like 25 years ago or something like that. I mean, we're yeah, like in a time capsule.
1: It's, yeah, the Disney world of our childhood, but I mean, that is kind of refreshing because I know a lot of people were just stressed out by the planning aspects and just the the time it took to invest in a Disney vacation. And, you know, I, I don't think this necessarily helps people who live, you know, a plane flight away or across the country or something like that. But for people who live with an easy drive distance, this is could be the perfect getaway in... You know, as long as the health situation holds for a lot of families to, you know, again, do last minute, do less planning, just kind of go with the flow. And if you're cooped up um, and need a change of scenery, you know, what better place to go, I guess, than uh, to see
0: Mickey. Definitely. All right. So let's talk about some reasons not to visit Mickey in 2020. So why don't you kick us off?
1: All right. Well, number one is no surprise because it's been the most controversial thing surrounding uh, Disney's opening, and that is masks. Joe, you and I have made our feelings known that we are very pro-mask and wear them ourselves everywhere. But, I mean, let's face the reality. It's really, really hard to wear a mask for an extended period of time in massive heat and humidity, really, really hard to do it with young kids. So I think that's just a huge deterrent. I mean, even for somebody who is as pro mask as you and I to plan a vacation that requires wearing it that much of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is kind of where a lot of the logistics are going to go. You know, I did read an article online, I think it's Attractions Magazine. Yeah, and so they were there uh, on the first day Universal was open and they, of course, were required to wear masks the entire time. And they said it was like 90 degrees the whole day. It rained, so they basically ran the gamut of Florida weather and tested what the mask was like. And so, you know, it's an interesting article. Too Long didn't read it. It boils down to in some ways it was like a lot more difficult than they thought, but in some ways it ended up being easier than they thought. But they did manage to do a 12 hour day in the park with the masks. So it is doable, but you're going to have to commit to it. And it's not going to be as pleasant. I mean, it's already not pleasant from April to October in Florida with the heat and stuff on most days. So masks are going to make it tough as well. And then, of course, we've mentioned before, with your kids, two and up have to wear masks. My kids have definitely been able to do it like an hour at a time, but who knows what it'd be like for like 10, 12 hours.
1: Yeah, I read a blog post from a mom who took some younger kids uh, and the kids, you know, she got the cute masks that the kids were excited about. And, you know, they were pretending to be superheroes. I I wish I could remember the site that published it. But um, she said, you know, they were as gung-ho as they could be about the masks. But after, she said about four hours, she saw that they were really starting to get irritated and and turn the corner and she called it, you know, she was a local in Orlando going to Universal for the day. So they, they did call it for the day. But uh, yeah, I anticipate that's going to be the situation for a lot of families. You are just not going to get the amount of park time that you're hoping for. So it would kind of be a vacation where you'd have to say, okay, you know, half park days perhaps, and then maybe time at the hotel pool So you kind of would have to set those expectations accordingly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like you're going to have to build in more breaks than you would have into a normal Disney vacation because, you know, the masks are just going to kind of increase that feeling of heat, which, by the way, a good reminder, I forgot to mention Disney World Hotel pools will be open. So, yes, you can take a break there. Um, That news came out with all the Disney World Hotel reopening news, and I forgot that at the beginning. So sorry about that. All right. What's the second reason that uh, we might want to avoid visiting Mickey in 2020? Just the
1: diminished experience generally. I mean, we've we've heard all of the news of the things that are not coming back initially at Disney World. There's not going to be character dining. There's not going to be character meet and greets in the traditional sense where you get to hug and take a photo you know, up close. There are not going to be fireworks. There are not going to be shows. <laughs> There's so much that's not going to be normal about a Disney World vacation in 2020. So really, you have to look at what Is normal and it's I mean kind of the rides but not even the rides necessarily and determine whether that's a good fit for you and for just I know for a lot of families they are really into the you know nighttime spectaculars they're really into the character meals and if if that's what you value then the experience I think is just going to be too diminished to justify the cost for a lot of people
0: yeah I mean I think it's the experience and the cost taken together like we said Disney's not going to raise prices anytime soon, I don't think, but they're not going to lower them either, I don't think. And it's just going to feel like you're not getting as much of your money's worth as you had in the past. Quick note on the character meet and greet dinings. Disney officially announced that Topolino's is going to be the only character meal on property to start, and it's going to be a modified meal. They haven't announced exactly what it'll look like. And so yeah, without shows or at least some shows, you know, maybe some shows will be there, but Probably the castle show won't be there, et cetera, et cetera. Without fireworks, without parades, you know, it's just going to feel like a very different experience, very different atmosphere. Of course, people like different aspects of the Disney theme park experience. So maybe the things that are missing aren't going to affect you as much. But still, um, in terms of the overall experience, you know, thinking for my kids, right, my kids love all that stuff that's being taken away. So it makes it like much less palatable for me to take them. I do think that Disney will find a way to kind of bring that Disney magic and Disney spirit. You know, we even saw at Universal Orlando that they were doing character meet and greets like <laughs> up on like pedestals so that they're like distanced, but they can still like talk to guests and some things like that. So, you know, we'll see what Disney comes up with. I'm sure there will still be some magic atmosphere there, but it just won't be the same. and It'll take some getting used to.
1: Yeah, I was actually really impressed with what I saw uh, at Universal with those character meet and greets. That was creative. And certainly Disney has the creativity to come up with similar things to make the vacation feel magical in a a different kind of way.
0: Right. We would just say, though, that 2020 and maybe even early 2021 you got to kind of see how things go this is not the time to take your once in a lifetime trip to disney world Uh, i think we've said this already but it bears repeating if you're a regular visitor once every other year or every year type visitor you know maybe you still want to go but this is not the time to take that one big trip that you know you are hoping to never forget all right uh last reason that we think that um you might want to paw- put pause on Disney world plans for 2020. It's just the uncertainty of 2020 in general, right? You know, who knows if there's going to be a second wave of the coronavirus outbreak in the fall in a worst case scenario, Disney might have another closure. You know, there's just like a lot of uncertainty, like maybe at some point, like you're, you have plane tickets ready to go, but then suddenly you start feeling uncomfortable with flying on a plane and then you have to like scramble, you know? So there's a lot of uncertainty, not only for, planning a Disney vacation, but just in the world right now. And so when there's uncertainty, that's kind of a time when, you know, you might want to put your travel on pause, whether to be Disney World or to anywhere else. So, you know, we think that's one reason, at least for us, you know, I think that's something that's weighing on us as you and I think about when we're going to return to the Disney parks.
1: For sure. That's weighing heavily on me. I mean, of course, even if I wanted to book a vacation at this very moment, I couldn't because, of course, uh, everything is, is on pause right now while they process existing reservations. But once that backlog is cleared, then I think what would be holding me back personally is, you know, also the uncertainty. I mean, you know, you and I have been talking about it often. We don't even know if our kids are going to return to school in the fall. So, you know, it seems a little strange, I guess, to plow ahead with a Disney World vacation if my kids can't even go to like school, its which seems infinitely more essential in my mind. So yeah, it, it's hard to sort of wrap my brain around all of it. It's hard to get hopes up and then have them dashed. So, you know, I would certainly be in the camp that would do something more last minute. And I think a lot of people would in these times to just hedge against that uncertainty.
0: Less uh, prolonged contact with people Indoors in school, though, so who knows? Maybe Disney will be safer. I'm not. I'm not saying I am or I am not, but if school isn't full time in the fall, like I don't know, I might end up trying to convince my wife to let me take the kids down there. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's the crazy part. So if school isn't full time, then we're all going to go take our kids on more vacations and give them more exposure that we bring back to the school, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm tongue in cheek. I'm tongue in cheek.
1: <laughs> I'm not entirely, but.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this is just the situation we're in right now. And so, you know, overall, these are like crazy times and we know that and it's weird that we have this kind of whole new world of Disney planning experience. But, you know, we kind of have to go about it step by step, see what the news is, um, see what the news outside of Disney is, just in the world is, and uh, make our decisions accordingly. So, you know, those are our reasons to consider or not consider going to disney world in 2020 if you have reasons you know please let us know disney at gmail.com at ww deciphered on twitter or on our facebook page disney deciphered you know we have gotten all your emails sorry if we don't always respond to them but uh, we really appreciate them and we do our best to respond so uh thank you for that now before we go uh, we do want to do a disney do or don't so leslie what do you got for a disney do or don't for us
1: so for anyone who is considering going in 2020, the do I have for you is to practice wearing masks, both yourself and your kids at home. You know, this is a great way to just get in the habit, to be ready for the vacation, to discover whether or not perhaps this is a deal breaker for your family. So if this is something you're not in the... uh Habit of doing if you you know haven't been leaving the house or don't live in a place where it's required, give it a fair shake and see where it where it puts you when you're deciding whether to take a vacation.
0: Definitely agree. Great tip. All right. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. As news continues to come out, we will continue to have our advice evolve. And uh, of course, we will also share with you um, what we're thinking about ourselves. That'll do it for this episode. But you can, of course, contact us in all those places that I mentioned. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, Leslie. And other than that, I will see you continuing to pour over the internet as we figure out what's going on with Disney.
1: Thanks, Joe.